There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, and Mike Molina. Tim Lammers, thank you very much for the first hour. Tim, of course, doing the Oscar coverage, and we'll be right back. Little news, little information. Another great guest this hour. Coming up next, Tom Bernard Show. Balzer Automotive is a Minnesota family-owned business. It started in the 50s. It's grown by leaps and bounds, especially in the past few years, and they now have 23 dealerships spread across two states. The Walzer way includes upfront, no-haggle pricing on every single new and used vehicle they sell. If you change your mind, no problem. Check out Walzer's three-day return and 30-day exchange policy. I'm a customer, my family are customers, and many of my friends have bought cars from them. The Walzer way is really different, and I know you'll be pleasantly surprised. For great deals on new or used Acura, Audi, Buick, BMW, Chevrolet, Chrysler, Dodge, GMC, Honda, Hyundai, Jaguar, Jeep, Land Rover, Lexus, Mazda, Mercedes, Mini, Nissan, Porsche, Ram, Subaru, or Toyota, go to walzer.com, Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt, then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company, and they start asking you questions, or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. That is Bobby Hatfield of the Righteous Brothers. Righteous Brothers are going to be at the Minnesota State Fair this year. But Bucky Hurd will be there instead of Bobby Hatfield because Bobby Hatfield died 15 years ago of a cocaine overdose at the age of 63. What the hell are you thinking? Seriously. He's not thinking anymore. You know what's so amazing? You talk about a balance, like I said. I'm not a righty, I'm not a lefty, I'm not a Republican, I'm not a Democrat. You talk about a balance of psychosis. We talked about the Promise Act, which is psychotic, treating people differently based on their skin color. I don't know why the hell they want to do that, but they think that's justice. That's what real justice is all about. Secret NYPD files. Officers can lie and brutally beat people and still keep their jobs. Oh, God. Internal NYPD files show that hundreds of officers who committed the most serious offenses from lying to grand juries to physically attacking innocent people got to keep their jobs, their pensions, and their tremendous power over New Yorkers' lives. 
Secret files obtained by BuzzFeed News revealed that from 2011 to 2015, at least 319 New York Police Department employees who committed offenses serious enough to merit firing were allowed to keep their jobs. Many of the officers lied, cheated, stole, or assaulted New York City residents. At least 50 employees lied on official reports under oath or during internal affairs investigations. 38 were found guilty by a police tribunal of excessive force getting into a fight or firing their gun unnecessarily. 57 were guilty of driving under the influence. Drunk driving, we're talking. Anything that comes from BuzzFeed, I immediately dismiss until someone else verifies it. Do you really? BuzzFeed is like the very bottom of the barrel of news. That's the way, way far left, huh? It's not even far left. It's just like they're just, I don't know. Are they just copy and paste? They're just dumb. But here's what I, okay, let's say the report is completely false and whatever, and we can we can track it down. Okay. We've got two examples of the extreme left and the extreme right. What the hell are we doing? Can we just serve the people and head down the middle? Can we just do that without your psychotic, uh, you know, Keith Ellison, oh, we need, we need justice in America. You're an idiot. You know, he's just, what a well, weirdo he We is. do need justice in America, but we need yeah, we justice do. in America for everybody. Then we got, you know, and look, I, I've been very clear. The president needs to get off Twitter and stop with the bragging about things. Enough with, we're just the greatest, I'm wonderful, and I'm doing a wonderful job. Would you be quiet and do your job? Can anybody just do their job? Is that possible? What? Sorry, I just got a tweet from Kristen. He, she just interviewed Tommy Wiseau this weekend. Oh. So she'll give us the buzz tomorrow. Tomorrow. She, she talked wait. to Tommy Wiseau. Is it Wiseau or Wiseau? I think it's Wiseau. Wiseau. Sorry if I no, butchered your it, name. I think everybody pronounces it Wiseau, though. Wiseau, I think, is how you say it. Well, here you go, Andy. You know, there's something weird going on because you brought that up, and now it's the CN, CNET just put up on my screen. Best political sites, liberal, conservative, and nonpartisan. Well, it's because that's basically all you Can they read. hear you now? <laughs> now that the U.S. had witnessed... Okay, so here are the good conservative sites. You ready? I'm going to read these. These are according to uh, CNET. I can name right. one. Okay, good conservative sites? Well, I don't know about good necessarily, but the only one I can name is Fox News. Okay. Well, the only one I can name that isn't, like, you know, way, way far right. Yeah. Okay, well, the Drudge Report... These are good conservative sites now. The Drudge Report, uh, Michelle Malkin, National Review Online, Town Hall, The Weekly Standard. The good liberal sites, Daily Kos, Kos. I've heard of that, but I didn't, I didn't even know it was considered liberal. Started in 2002 by Marcos Mulitsis, Daily Kos, I assume it would be. Provides liberals with an outlet to express their anger with the right. Oh, well, my God. So that makes it a good it, it, site. Aren't those all news outlets? <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah, it's pretty much all of them, isn't it? Uh, Huffington Post, good liberal site. Uh, liberal Oasis. MoveOn.org. Mm. What? Yeah, I tell you, honestly. The Nation. Now, these are nonpartisan uh, sites. Fast, uh, excuse me, FactCheck.org is supposed to be nonpartisan. These are supposed to be the best of. We did the best of the conservative and the best of the liberals, uh, which I, I don't know. I, I'm, has anybody been on Drudge in a long time? I haven't been on that site in a million years. Is it any good? No, I don't know. And then Michelle Malkin, I know. She, she's pretty far right. National Review, I've never read. Design says here, National Review Online is online version of the conservative magazine of the same name. Designed for the Republican or conservative, the site features news, commentary, and opinion on some of the most important political happenings of the day. I don't know. We shall see. But Drudge Report. Let's see. Uh, wow, that's a lot of text. It's like the most web 1.0 site I've ever seen. Really? I didn't know it was. Is it loading correctly? Uh-huh. It does not look like it's loading correctly to me because it's just a ton of text. And but I'm not seeing any especially crazy headlines. All right. Well, it's uh, factcheck.org. They got political base, and they got Project Vote Smart. Those are supposed to be the three nonpartisan sites that are the best on the internet. So this is according to CNET. Uh, political base. Oh, by by the way, I gotta I gotta point this out to you. So CNET picked all these sites as the best. 
Uh, I just found out Political Base was founded by CNET co-founder Shelby Bonney. Mm. So he basically said his own site yeah. is one of the best sites you can go to. <laughs> Self-proclaimed. I just... When you get to politics in America, man, it gets really, really filthy and ugly, doesn't <laughs> it's it? It's pretty interesting doesn't, anyway. It doesn't even matter if they claim to be centrist. No. The best centrist site is my site. That's who. Well, whatever. Well, we come from a land of self-branding. Yeah. Well, we do. That's true. Daycare workers gave gummies laced – or toddlers laced gummy bears. Laced with what? Let's see. Melato- oh, melatonin. That's not really laced. So well, what's wrong with that? Sleep. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> Sorry. well, I mean, technically Bad it is, you know, Bad giving kids a substance that they're not. So they'll nap. They didn't, like, necessarily yeah. agree to. No, you so. should not be doing that. No, That's you should not. That's very bad. No. You could ask the parents. No, they're going to say no. I wouldn't let a well, daycare worker give my kids anything. Melatonin? It's over no, the counter. It's still a hormone. Who knows if it's even safe for kids? Exactly. Well, I'm sure yeah, it's not. That's true. I no, suppose no, no, no. toddlers, you never know. Uh-uh. I'm sure it's not safe for kids, although it is safer than what I witnessed as a little kid, not in our own house, but in other people's houses, when grandma would blow out the pilot light and hold the kid's uh, head over the stove so the escaping gas would put the kid to sleep. That's going to cause a little brain damage. I I know lots of mothers back in my my mom's Mm -hmm. day, they used to rub a little whiskey on those teething Mm -hmm. gums. Yeah, that's right. It'll soothe them and they'll go right to sleep. But you know what? They probably thought they were, I mean, doing the kid a favor. Probably. I mean, they were yelling, they were crying, they were in pain. I mean, not not everything stems from being evil. Right. So I'm asking listeners, basically listeners, are there any sites that can be trusted that lean left, that lean right, no. or claim to be centrist? Are there any sites that can be trusted to deliver just the facts? I don't know of any. How is, how is factcheck.org? How, how is that? Is that any good? I've no, I don't think I've ever been on that site. Anybody know? I don't know. I, how, do you, how do you find out even? I mean, if you, if you Google know. you know, trustworthy news sites, you're going to get some sort of algorithm that just sends you to a new site that paid. All right, so I'll go on factcheck.org and see what their headlines are today. This is supposed to be a nonpartisan site. Um, Trump's misleading gun rhetoric. So there you go. That starts with the criticizing Trump. Explaining conspiracy theories. The Colin Monroe Show on WNPR, a Connecticut public radio station, to talk about the conspiracy theories and misinformation that spread online after the deadly shooting in uh, Florida. NRCC's weak case in March 13th, special house election in Pennsylvania, a pair of Republican Party TV ads attacked Democratic candidate Connor Lamb as a weak prosecutor who can't be trusted, but the GOP's evidence is flimsy and misleading. So, so far, these have been three left-leaning stories. Trump's spin on Democratic... Well, these are all left-leaning stories, every one of them. So there you go. Yeah, so how is that that centrist? Well, on that site, it might be the most um, searched for stories, maybe. You think that might be what it is? It might be. I don't know. Are the students who survived the Florida shooting, school shooting really crisis actors? No. Conspiracy theories have been spread. They People yes. thought that that was fake? Yeah, yep. that was something that was going around. Oh, God. Is that that Alex Jones psycho? Is that, uh-huh. is that his deal? What is his I think, problem? I think he might not be that crazy. Because crisis actors are, are like the, you know, they're the fri- final frontier of conspiracy theories in that they're like pretty easy to disprove. So you have to be especially delusional to think it's true. But does anybody, well, he didn't he think Sandy Hook was a, was a conspiracy? That Let's never really happened? See, pretty sure, uh, pretty sure oh, he wait. didn't think that ever happened. Parkland High, is that the? Parkland High, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see. What's, well, it's, uh, it's actually... Go ahead. Okay, people are accusing him of calling them crisis actors, but on the site he says that he hasn't and that no one has ever proven that he has, so, you know, could just be a bunch of crap. Yeah, I don't know. See, that's the whole thing. Can you? Well, Joe from Louisville just sent me a text that said, no, there is no such thing as the truth on any website. That's great. I mean, you cannot get the truth by going on the Internet. Isn't that sad? I mean, honestly. 
Well, and the, the internet is designed for you, for you to just get into all these layers and layers, and it's right. mostly designed to get you to buy or go to a site that, so true, that yeah. somebody benefits. That's what it's designed to do now. So it's to make money. It is. So it's not about getting the truth out about no. anything or, or, you know, people might be a little more comfortable. Well, it's no well, the, wonder then that everybody hates one well, another. Well, the truth is I see it. You know, yeah. that's the only thing you're going to find. Yeah, the truth is I see it. That's right. exactly right. This is what I think the truth is. Or what it should be, what the truth or should be. Or what the be. truth should be. It's yes. a good point. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, why can't they just tell the truth? I do not remember as a kid watching the national news, whether it was CBS, ABC, or NBC, watching the news and hearing them go on and on with their opinions about what was what was happening I mean, Walter Cronkite was a pretty far-left liberal, but you rarely heard him comment on any story about uh, this guy's a bad guy or that guy's a bad guy or this woman's horrible. You never heard him say that. So I don't know. So when did that start, when the pharmaceutical companies pretty much took over all the advertising? I think it just started – I mean, the Internet is – if you – it's much more empowering to – go on the internet and try to get people to agree with what you have to say and to manipulate people. That's really a powerful thing that you could not do just with a newspaper column or a magazine article. Oh, I tell you what, honestly, and and I'm very serious about this. If I decided to go on this podcast and proclaim tomorrow that, uh, I'm no longer a centrist that I'm, I am, uh, either far right or far left. It doesn't make, make any difference one way or the other. If I'm, I'm now just, I'm all about being conservative or I'm all about being liberal, our numbers would go through the roof because people want you to agree with them. So all the people, if I got in that far right agenda or the far left agenda, they would listen to this show by the millions just because I'd be telling them what they want to hear. Right. And that's sad. I'm trying to give all sides of stories here, and it's not easy to do. I will tell you, it is not easy at all to do, because as soon as you go a little bit right, you're accused of being either a racist or a homophobe or this or that or the other thing. And then if you lean a little bit, a little bit the other way, then all of a sudden you're a bleeding heart liberal piece of turd. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Well, but, people want to run with a pack. They yeah, like their packs, well, and that's all there is to it. That's a very accurate way of putting it, by the way. It is. People just want to run with the pack. Mm-hmm. They want everybody. I want to have security in numbers. There's safety in numbers. Yep. I want millions and millions of people to agree with what I think, so I'll agree with what they think so they can agree with what I think. It's very um, limited thinking. It's very limited thinking. It's very true. But there's a lot of money in it, and people need to understand that. That if you take one hard line side, left or right, you're going to make a lot of money doing it. I'd make tons of dough if I did that, but I'm not going to do it. I just, it's not, we're just looking for the truth here, you know? If we could find the truth, it's not going to be easy, easy to find either. Uh, by the way, very quickly, because we only have about 15 seconds left here. I do want to talk to talk a little bit about Ryan Seacrest coming up because from what I understand they did their research and apparently the this woman and this guy who backed up the woman were both fired and they both hate Seacrest and now they're saying it never happened. Those two are the only ones that ever say it happened. So I don't know. We'll keep an eye on that too. I'm not like a Seacrest fan either. That's the other thing. I don't I think Ryan Seacrest is a no talent stiff, but if he's wrongly accused it'd be interesting to find out. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show. Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you can relate to hanging out on the dock with family and friends. Let Flow enhance your experience with their rock-solid dock systems. You see, Flow's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make. Flow boat lifts are a breeze to level using a cordless drill with their patented Easy Level system. Flow is about making things easy, meaning you have more time to enjoy being at the lake. Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. Visit Flow at the Northwest Sports Show at the Minneapolis Convention Center, March 22nd through the 25th. Be sure to ask for the show special, where with a qualified purchase, you'll receive a free three-piece furniture set or free wireless remote. And mention you heard this ad on KQ for an additional $50 off a dock or lift system. To find out more about Flow Systems, visit their website at floeintl.com. Flow Docks and Lifts. 
a better way. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan. I've started up another round at the new Nutramost Plymouth location, and those unwanted pounds, they're going fast. Unlike any other weight loss program, Nutramost is so easy, and they guarantee that you'll lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. Nutramost has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Nutramost of Plymouth is hosting a free informational dinner where you too can learn how to have success losing weight just like me. Neil Sheehy, Nutramost client, an owner who played nine years in the NHL and is an agent to some of the NHL's current top players, will be at the dinner. It's Tuesday, April 3rd, 6 p.m. at Jake's City Grill in Plymouth, located around the corner from Nutramost, just off Highway 55 and 494. Space is limited, so call 763-333-7337 now to register. That's 763-333-7337. I'm So what do you think of that? In any case, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We're just kind of talking about how nuts most people are. Ah, you think that's a good topic? Yes. You do? It's always a good topic. I thought you said you sent me some emails. Uh, I did on Gmail. Oh, You're you looking at Hotmail. I know, but I didn't know you, you sent my stuff to Gmail. Why would you do that? And I copied and pasted that name, so don't blame me. No, no, I know. I know. You told me that. <laughs> No, just Joe Satriani is going to be on the show, and somebody sent uh, sent it to me and it says Joe Santriani. That'd be good. Have Joe on the show. Hey, yeah, Mr. Santriani, how are you? You got to get those guest names correct. That's all there is. Yes, sir. <laughs> what? You're yelling at me. I am not. You said you copied and pasted it. How could it be your fault if I? And by the way, you're not the boss of me. Yeah, well, <laughs> you believe me? Do I know that? <laughs> Do I know that's a given? In one of China's biggest cities, the women-only subway cars are full of men. It is perhaps an inescapable reality in one of the world's busiest metro systems. Hop on a train during rush hour in the southern city of Guangzhou, and you may find your face pressed against the back of a man's down jacket, your knees banged by someone's tote, or your torso poked by a migrant worker's sack of construction tools. Room is hard to find, so in the Guangzhou... Uh, government began reserving cars for female passengers worried about being groped and harassed. They filled up, but not with the intended passengers. Men are totally clueless, said Lou Lilly, a 28-year-old bank employee who was waiting for a train on Guangzhou's Line 1 to appear. It's basically all the men trying to squeeze into the women's car. Shocking. She gestured at the passengers like her, waiting for women-only cars. Many were men. In the past, there would be workers trying to tell them and remind them repeatedly, this is a woman-only car, she said, but all these men still want to rush over. They are really uncivilized. The women-only... It's kind of making me feel like, you know, I can't believe those blacks are trying to get in the white-only car. What? Oh, It's the exact same thing. Well... Segregation based on how someone was born. That's interesting. Can't do it. Well... No good... How about men only cars? They would never men would never go in men only cars. No. <laughs> they wouldn't do Why it. Just be empty they? all the time. Because they want to well, be around. If women, women are being harassed and groped, what are, what's know. the answer? The answer is well, I mean, I have a feeling that if you have the correct evidence in China, you once you uh, out someone like that, those people will disappear. Really? I don't know. Do women have that you know, many rights? China doesn't have a whole lot of tolerance toward making China look bad. No, they don't. If they can That's like true. somehow get that kind of thing out onto YouTube or something, then yeah, I have a feeling those people will be uh, put in a helicopter. Ooh. The women-only subway cars are in many ways a metaphor for China. It is a country with too many laws, but in many areas too little enforcement. Sounds the like government. The, US. the government bans gender discrimination, but does not define what it is. <laughs> so, so you they, can't do that. We don't know what it is, but, but we you don't can't know what it do is. it. We don't know what it is. That's but. another thing is it's really <laughs> difficult to get access to, like, the law in China because it's all so secretive. It's like, yeah. how do you know what's illegal or not until you're in jail? And the answer is you don't, really. Yeah. I know a lot of pl- times in China, the especially rich, if, like, millionaires 
uh, get uh, put in jail or sentenced to jail, mm-hmm. what they'll do is they'll find someone who looks like them Ooh. and then pay them money to go to jail in their place and pretend to be them. Prisoner by proxy? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Which technically not legal, but if I guess if you look enough someone like someone, then, you know, you just say, yep, that's me. They wouldn't bother fingerprinting the inmate like they do in America? I, in a nation of, what, one point however many billion 1. people? 3, I think it well, is. Well, all the more reason to fingerprint people. I, I just feel like when there's that many people, a human life is not nearly as uh, no. big of a deal as it is. Like, you know, imagine a in a town of 100 people, if one person dies, it affects everyone. But in a town of 100,000, one person dying affects barely even 1% of the population. Right. So the bigger a population in any, any given yeah. area is the less a human life matters. That's true. Uh, in any case, the government bans gender discrimination but does not define what it is. Those who complain risk getting punished. As a result, women who have been sexually harassed rarely file police reports. Offenders are almost never brought to justice. Based on a proposal from a member of a key political advisory body to the ruling Communist Party, the effort was launched to push the concept of caring for women and respecting women, Yi Zizhuang, the head of Zhang uh, Guangzhou's Metro's uh, public publicity department stressed that the cars were labeled for women, but not only for there women. There you go. So, so ha ha. So in other words, these cars are for women, but they're not only for women. So in other words, they're not for women. Well, they're a special. I, I guess they're like you know, women go here, but then also you know, if you want to, anyone else can go there. Well, here you go, Andy. They agreed with you in your take on this whole thing. He said there is no legal basis to segregate passengers by force. Well, I, I, so think it, I think it was just a politeness effort to be polite. Like, you know, you're being yeah. harassed. Here, let's try to, this solution. At least they tried something. No, well, it didn't work because more men want to be on those cars than the other cars now. They don't want to be on the other cars. They want to be on the women-only cars. Well, in China, <laughs> the other thing is that they have a very, very strong, like, work ethic uh, yes. culture so, you know, if your choices are going into a women's car or being late for work, you're going to go into the women's car because, you know, it's that or lose your job or, you know, lose your paycheck or you something like that. you have a choice of groping or not groping that you pick not groping? How about that? Would that work for anybody? I think, think this is a case where it's, you know, one in a thousand ruining it for everyone else. I think you'd be surprised. Well, they could just put cameras in the cars. But they're so packed, you'd never really see anything. I mean, they are packed. Yeah. Well, they could get more cars, I guess, but that's... thats They'd rather build gigantic cities than have no one have move into them. Cities. Yeah, Yeah. They'd rather build true. a ghost city than buy another car for their train. God, I tell you what, I was just looking at something. This thing on BuzzFeed just popped up. Like I said, we say stuff on this show and it just pops up on my screen. It's amazing. BuzzFeed, uh, stress-free, 31 stress... I shouldn't say stress-free. 31 low-stress dinners to make every night in March. Mozzarella chicken and tomato sauce, instant pot beef bourguignon. You got Korean beef and veggie bowl. That looks delicious, What does this have to do with what we were talking about? We moved on. Oh. But... You said that, you know, we were talking about something and then it just pops up. When no, we, were... we talked about this came from BuzzFeed. Oh, oh well. Oh, that's the linking factor. Okay. A lot of things. That's that's their uh, business model is put out as much stuff as they possibly can because eventually you'll click on it. So I'm just noticing it. That's what you're saying. It, it yes. doesn't pop tons up. Tons and tons of articles every day. Well, on your Facebook page, it, well, of course, you don't go on Facebook, but if you mention uh, kittens on your Facebook page, all of a sudden you'll get ads oh, yeah. for you know donating to the ASPCA. Facebook definitely does that, oh, yeah. They definitely do. It's almost scary. It's, um, it's instantaneous. I mean, technically, it would be possible for your browser to hear what you're saying, except for the fact that... Your computer isn't plugged into any sort of mic or anything. Right, that's true. But he clicked on an article. So. But he clicked on an article, so yeah. you think that's what You're it tracking is. Tracking cookies, it is what yeah. It is, yep. So. And I'm sure you've never uh, erased your tracking cookies, so there's years of cookies in there. Dad's oh, going tracking cookies? I am. I'm going, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I... Basically, if you, click, if you click a news article, it'll 
have tags about what it's so you, there's now a tracking cookie on your computer that says you clicked an article about china and you know trains and that kind of stuff and if you click enough of those uh your browser is going to go okay so you really like china and trains and give you more news articles about that yep it's not necessarily a bad thing it's just That's people it are uh, distrustful of it even though it's the most brainless system in the world that doesn't know anything all it knows is what tags that you know it sees. So do you think I'm a Luddite? Is that what you're saying? A member of any of the bands of English workers who destroyed machinery, especially in cotton and woolen mills, they believed were threatening their jobs, a person opposed to increased industrialization or new technology. Where does it come from? A Luddite? Oh, the, the, the Luddites were the text. They just called themselves the Luddites. Luddites, yeah, the Luddites. I don't know why. Origin of the name is uncertain. They have no All right, idea. Then. But basically, you're just saying that I am opposed to a new technology? Yes. I never said Luddite. No, but that's basically what you were calling me. You it said. popped up on a screen, honey. You had to <laughs> click on it. <laughs> Won't you guys settle down and leave me alone? How I don't think that? most people understand tracking cookies. That's a, that's a behind-the-scenes thing that no one really has to worry about. It's just... One of those things you learn when you spend enough time on yeah, the internet. Yeah, a, a couple of years ago, I was becoming a victim of all of that. You know, I would, I would be looking for something, and I'd end up like twenty yards away from where I wanted to be. I was like, "What is wrong oh, yeah. with me?" I was spending too much time clicking on stuff that was popping up, so now I just don't do it. Yeah, everything I click on is almost everything I click on. Either I go there on purpose, right. or it's a Google search or something like that. Me too. I very, very rarely yeah. just click from news story to news story. You can't do it. No. Well, I'm finding that out, when I, especially on places like Newser, mm-hmm. that if you click on a story, then it'll show you all these other stories. Yeah. And if you click on that story, you will get 50 stories that'll pop up on your screen. Mm-hmm. Because you sometimes they're from a different site, sometimes they're from Newser, and you have yeah. to know how to tell. All right, I'm going to read this story and, Andy, see if this is true of you, because this is your age. You're 31 years old. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing you're saving up so much cash by living with your parents in your 20s because you're going to have to cash out right afterward. According to a new survey, the most expensive age of the average person's life is 31. Has this been an expensive year for you? I think that is because this is the age most people, well... Buy a home. The, uh, yeah, the age on average where... Uh, People get married, move in together, and have kids. Buy a new car, I think it's maybe. all about kids. New houses and kids are both very, very expensive. You bought a new car last year. I did, yeah, but I also traded in my old one. Yeah. I didn't get, like, a second car for the family. I That's know, another huge expense. And didn't your furnace go out or something? Water heater. Water heater. Which I just found. I just got an email two months ago about the building going through and doing water heater replacements. So oh, that's good nice. timing. Great. Yeah, apparently everyone's are failing. Mine just failed especially quickly. So are they going to reimburse you? I'll have to talk to them I'm about sure it. I'm sure they weren't going to pay for it. I'm sure they were yeah, just going to have it done. Yeah, I doubt it. They probably were having some leaks, so they're just making everybody do it. Well, mine was, yeah, he said that at any second it could have just combusted and burned my house down. That's cool. Other than that, though. So I was like, let's That's replace a that. good reason to replace it. Yeah. Other than that, everything was The entire was really thing, good. the inside was just covered in soot. And soot is flammable. Oh God! That's unbelievable. Mm, so yeah, check your check your water heaters. Uh, here's why thirty being thirty one is so expensive. The survey survey found that that's the age when most people will either have a wedding or a, and a honeymoon, mm-hmm. buy a house, ding, 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 ding. have a baby, mm-hmm. ding, ding, ding. or do two of those or all three. Yeah. Now well, you I mean, Dan, thirty one. He, he was thirty one. He yeah. got a house. He had a kid. Got it. two new cars. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so there you go. It's the age to buy things. How old were you when you bought your house? This would have been three years, three and a half years ago. I think so I was 28. 27. It's because he's got a mom in the real estate business that got him a deal. Is that what it is? Yep. Well. Oh, you did. I did get, yeah, I did get a deal because it was did. a foreclosure. Yep. The average person drops almost $60,000 when they're 31, which is much higher than any other age. 60000 60000 it says right here. I dropped forty yeah, ish on my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I guess, you know, it was, you know, if it wasn't a foreclosure, then, yeah, it could have been up to $300,000. See, there you go. Yep. Uh, the survey also found that 33% of 31-year-olds will get help from their parents covering all those costs. Only 33? What do you mean only 33? That's a good percentage. I'm surprised it's that high. Yeah, me too. I don't mean, know. I feel like 
how does how do sixty six percent of thirty one year olds have that much money to throw around? Because that's a lot of well, money not for that throwing age. Around that, those are investments. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Some random facts for your Monday. The animals responsible for the most deaths in the U.S. are farm animals, bees and wasps, and dogs. Puppy. Puppy. No. Farm animals, I totally get. Yeah. If a cow falls on you or something, yeah. The top toys today have more computer power than the Apollo 11 mission to the moon. Yep. What? (laughs) No way. Yeah, those computers were basically, like, you know those... Cheap fifty cent solar powered calculators. Yeah. yeah, that was about how powerful those were. I still have one. Yeah, and it still works. Well, they're <laughs> they're so simple. It's like it was, what could even break in it was there? Made by Royal. I mean, they had vacuum tubes to do the calculations, and those were enormous. So there was only so much calculating power you could fit in a room at that point. I think it's interesting. You know, there's no expiration date on honey because it's the only food that can actually last forever. Yep. Nothing can live in it because it's so viscous. Forever? Technically, yeah. They found edible honey in, like, Egyptian tombs. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. We shall be right back. Special guest up next, Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here. If you're ready to sell your home, you've probably heard that you should wait until spring. But why wait for temperatures to rise when the market is hot right now? Not selling in winter is a total myth. Truth is, buyers are hungry. And while other sellers and real estate agents hibernate, the Chris Lindahl team is selling homes like hotcakes. Chris has done a great job. We have our house on the market with Chris right now, as a matter of fact. And the video he did is amazing. The Chris Lindahl team is America's number one REMAX results team for a reason. They play to win. And they've got the skilled players to sell your home fast. In fact, they sell a home on average every nine hours for over the MLS average. Don't wait until spring to sell your home. Call the Chris Lindahl team at 763-401-SOLD. That's 763-401-SOLD. The first two callers will get a free staging package. This is a huge value, and it's only going to the first two Tom Bernard Show callers from this ad. That's 763-401-SOLD. Call now, get the free staging package, and grab the opportunity before winter is over. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. I may not always love you, but long as there are stars above you, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, appearing at the Minnesota State Fair this summer. In August, as a matter of fact. The Beach Boys. And the Righteous Brothers. Well, Bill Nedley and, and Bucky Hurd, who are now the Righteous Brothers, I guess, because Bobby Hatfield's dead, but other than that. Our special guest, Frank Farley. How are you, sir? I'm good, thank you. I'm glad you, you know, just the question alone, the, the question, the opening question on, uh, on my page is interesting. Frank Farley with us. Why can't docs diagnose mass murderers? That'd be kind of a tough job, wouldn't it? <laughs> no kidding. It's uh, one of the biggest problems is we haven't studied them enough. And oh, usually really? they are, well, they usually end up dead either at their own hand or at the hand of security. And uh, so we don't get to study these people, and if you don't have a good enough sample that's been thoroughly studied, it's very difficult to diagnose them. It is amazing. Why can't docs diagnose mass murders? There's no debating that mental health care is underfunded and in need of improvements, but is that the key to preventing mass shootings like the one at Florida High School in Parkland, Florida, this month? I've, uh, is it true, Mr. Farley, that... that uh, it was Ronald Reagan that cut the funding for mental health care and why it's, why it's so severely underfunded. Or should all the blame go on him, or is it spread across the entire spectrum? I think it's more spread across, across the entire spectrum. It's always been a hard sell. You know, uh, physical health, mm. well, we put a lot of money into that. But mental health, there's so much stigma that's still around and so it, uh, it's always at the end of the chow line, you know. And um, it shouldn't be that way. And maybe such things as what happened 
in Florida will help us to sort of upgrade our research into the human mind because we need to know a lot more than we know today. Uh, we're talking to Frank Farley, Dr. Frank Farley, former president of the American Psychological Association. So it's not like we've got some lame brain on the phone here. This guy knows what he's talking about. Uh, Dr. Farley, uh, the thing that I think scares a lot of people, and this is, this is what they think, and I want to ask you this because you certainly would know this. If someone tells you they're mentally ill, can you prove they're not? Um, probably. Uh, oh, you know, good. we have, uh, we have, there were two or three diagnostic systems out there. The most famous one in America is called the DSM-5, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual Number 5. And it's very widely used in this country. It does have problems, and um, I've been a critic of it. it uh, it's got an awful lot of disorders in that book. Uh, when, the, when the first DSM appeared many years ago, it identified approximately 162 mental disorders. Now mm-hmm. this new version, DSM number 5, is closing in on almost 400 mental disorders, and that really worries me. It's, it suggests that we're sort of turning too much of human life into a sickness, into a pathology of some sort. Right. I love and, that. You know, you might show just some extreme behavior, and, whoa, there's a diagnostic label for you, you know? And mm-hmm. um, that we should all be worried about that. Clearly mass murderers of the type from Florida, we need to know more about them. And I'm hopeful that this guy, uh, Nick, the, the perpetrator, is alive. I hope we'll get to study him thoroughly, but Florida has a death penalty. He's already admitted to the killings, so my guess is a judge is going to sentence him to death very quickly, and uh, we may end up with, once again, uh, not being able to study him. I spent most of my career at Madison, Madison, Wisconsin, at the University of Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. and Jeffrey Dahmer, you know, spent much of his life in Milwaukee, and he was a serial killer, one of the worst. He was incarcerated not that far from my house, a few miles from my house, but I couldn't get to study him because he got whacked by an inmate in the, uh, in the prison. Oh, that's right. You know, an and that happened Christ so Garver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happened so much, and we just, in order to draw conclusions about the minds of mass murderers, we really need a lot of these minds to study, and so far they haven't come our way. And there may be substantial differences between them as well. You know, humans, are, there's tremendous diversity in, uh, in people's mental lives from one person to the next. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very tricky to draw generalizations. And then if you do, what are you going to do about it? You know, you, you can't arrest people in America for, you know, for crimes they haven't committed. And so if you identify what you think are the key ingredients in the mind of a mass murderer, and then you see those ingredients in somebody who hasn't killed anyone yet, you can't arrest them. You know, they haven't committed a crime. You might be able to incarcerate them in a mental institution. That's one way to go. But um, it's all very tricky. You know, there's this phrase called preventive detention. And um, it's, it's, it's not been tried in America. I don't think it ever would be. It, but, you know, you hear it being talked about now and then. So if we know a lot about a, a mass murderer and we see those qualities in somebody who hasn't committed a crime yet, what are we going to do about it? And um, we're not there yet because we simply don't understand enough about the minds of mass murderers. So I have a question for you, Dr. Farley. So we have a person who's maybe uh, on the edge or sociopath, psychopath, whatever the situation is. First of all, is it true? This is this is a little uh, off the beaten path. There's no question about it. So, and it's off, off track of our, the subject we're on. But many people claim that uh, a lot of a lot of CEOs and companies have psychopathic behavior. 
Is that true? <laughs> well, you're absolutely right. Yeah, people have talked about that. Um, yes. A lot of the experts on psychopathy don't think so. Um, right. You know, right. one of the qualities of psychopaths in general is sort of lack of empathy, you know. Um, they're kind of cruel, you know. I mean, they, they, they're, they're self-centered. They don't care about other people. And so people look at the boardrooms of Wall Street and say, ha, you know, they're full of people like that, you know, who just trample over other people. Right. Well, they may, they may show that quality, but that doesn't mean that they're a full-blown psychopath, you know, who right. would kill someone without, with impunity and without feeling, you know. And so it's a stretch. It's a real stretch. Now, honestly, I think that the only reason uh, people in power are known for uh, taking advantage of other people over the average person is just because the average person hasn't been given the chance to act like that. I think most people would act like that if given the chance. Well, I hope not. I, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm too optimistic to go there. And for I really think that I really think that people at a deep level are are good and generous and want to help. I really do. And I've been studying human nature for an awful long time. And um, we couldn't really function in civilized society if people were like that, you know, were that cruel and mm -hmm. inhumane. We just couldn't function. And basically, we're, we're, we're civilized. We've got some serious problems of violence in America, but that doesn't mean that we don't have a lot of good things. And those good do, things yeah. derive from good people. I just, it is very upsetting. I'm, uh, I'm of the age where I was 11 years old when JFK was assassinated. And the only reason I tell you that is because I witnessed the 60s very clearly as a very young child and, uh, and a teenager. And while we were at odds, completely at odds back in the 60s, it's not like it is today. The, the hatred that people have, at least on its face hatred, if you don't agree with my political view, I hate you. What is that all about, Dr. Farley? Well, I've seen some of that, and it's hard to know where to lay the blame, but I would have to say that one aspect of it is social media, where, oh, yes. you know, people are letting it all hang out. And yeah. uh, a term that I use sometimes is, is disinhibition. That is, people become uninhibited online. And they feel that they can say anything and they can criticize anyone and they control people and bully people. And it sort of opened up uh, uh, some of the bad side of human nature. You know, it's, it's the old idea of yes. build it and they will come, you know. And yes, you can have absolutely. very hateful ideas. And if you express them online, it's amazing, but you're going to find people who agree with you. And so it validates your hateful ideas and reinforces them. And uh, that's the thing about the Internet. It's a smorgasbord. I mean, everything is there. And so the good, the bad, and the ugly are all there. And, um, and so it's encouraged a kind of nastiness that uh, is, is, I hope, not going to get any worse than it is now. But you do see, you know, when you read an article online, let's say, and then you take a look at the commentary afterward, it's mm -hmm. amazing how much negativity there is. You know, oh, people, it's shocking. It is shocking. People putting other people down, and um, it's, I sometimes worry that the, the bad news drives out the good, you know, and the people who want to say good things just pack it in and they don't say anything, you know. It's mm, like... Yes, I think you're right. You know, if you express yourself in a positive way, someone's going to jump on you. Right, and mm -hmm. they do. Why waste your time? And so I, I worry that the the good stuff gets squeezed out by the bad stuff, and uh, and so we have what you were just talking about, Doctor Farley. I I actually have an example in in my own life of, well, I won't even, I don't even want to use the term yet. I'll tell you a very quick story. So I went to school, young kid. Uh, in the inner city, uh, North Minneapolis, went to school. This was one particular kid. I'm going to call him Tom because that's my name, but it wasn't me. But I don't want to use anybody else's name because this guy actually existed. He's not, he's not alive any longer. 
but I went to school with him in grade school, and he lived in a fourplex right across the street from the school. And later in life, we had grown up, and he was, I think, 22, something like that. He moved back into the fourplex in which he had grown up because the family had moved away and whatever. But he wanted to move back into that building because he loved that building from his childhood. This is a true story, by the way. So he moves back into the fourplex, and after a few months, we find out this horrible story. He was in the fourplex, the, the same apartment, as a matter of fact, he grew up in. He, he was lucky enough to rent the same exact apartment in which he grew up. And he got in an argument with his neighbor across the hall. So the argument was pretty serious, apparently. And this guy I grew up with killed everyone in the building. All four apartments. Oh, God. And apparently, I wasn't there, obviously, but from what I understand from the police, they asked him why he did that. And he said, because they ruined the building. Apparently, he thought, this is how crazy he was, he thought that because he got in an argument with his neighbor, the building was now ruined and it couldn't be saved, so he killed two apartments full of people, had nothing to do with the argument, but he killed them anyway. What is that all about? Well, we started off talking about mental illness. Hello? I mean, this guy clearly, I mean, he clearly had a lot wrong with him. Uh, yes. We usually break down the, into three categories, the reasons for violence. Let me just quickly go through those three for you, Tom. I'd love to hear it. Uh, the first one is expression. And what we mean by that is some people simply use violence to release feelings of anger or frustration. Mm-hmm. Um, frustration, one of the oldest theories of, of, of violence is the frustration aggression theory, which is that your frustration can lead to aggression. Okay, so we don't know if that would be the reason for him. The next one is what we call manipulation. Here's where violence is used as a way to control others or to get something that you want. Jeffrey Dahmer was very upfront about why he killed people. He said control. He wanted to control Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. The final one of of the big three as retaliation. That's violence where you, you use it to retaliate against those who you think have hurt you or, you know, um, like revenge. So, you know, he might be all of these, you know, yeah, expression, who knows. Yep. Maybe somebody in that, he comes back to his, his boyhood home and things are changed and there are different people and so on and it's not the same way it was and maybe somebody and that's kind of frustrating for him you know maybe he was trying to sort of recreate his childhood in some simple way and somebody frustrates him in that regard okay so that's Mm -hmm. number one manipulation uh maybe he wanted him to clear out of there you know or go away and and that would be number two and then number three retaliation uh did people put him down, laugh at him for coming back, you know? I mean, didn't he grow up and go on and have a successful life? And why are you coming back to your old, you know, building and et cetera, et cetera? You know, are you a failure or what? And maybe all of those just welled up in him, and he was probably unstable in some way that, you know, and and he he went for it. One of the things... American prisons are full of people with impulse control problems. And most people would have controlled their impulse to seek revenge, to retaliate, to express their anger in that situation. They would have resisted it. And maybe he had a serious impulse control problem. You lay that on top of everything else, and you have a mass murder. I tell you, we're gonna, we have to book you because I have about a million more questions for you. So, Dr. Farley, do you mind if we reach out to you again? Because I'd love to talk to you about this uh, further. Fascinating Not at stuff. all. It was fun. Sure. Anytime. Thank you, doctor. You're welcome. Dr. Frank Farley, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back. Tom Bernard Show.